Hello, ladies. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that I, I mean, I teach this in my course. It's like the third module in my course. It's about selecting your real estate team. But I'm actually going through an experience right now, and all of this is like so coming up that I just had to do an episode about this. So today's episode is all going to be as a buyer selecting your real estate team. Who are they? What does that mean? What do they do? How do you get them? All that stuff. Before we get into it, I want to let you all know, you all probably already know that I am a realtor in San Francisco. I talk about my experiences as a realtor in San Francisco. I talk about my how the process works here in San Francisco, the nuances here in San Francisco. A lot of the things that I say definitely translate and can relate to other markets, but I don't know like specifics of other markets. I know general, but San Francisco is very, very unique because we've got our own nuances It's competitive, the demand is high, supply is low, very small network of agents. Like, it's a very, very interesting market. So I am talking, I've been a realtor here for 10 years. I am talking in this podcast about San Francisco specifically, how to have my buyers go to success and my experiences. So if you're in another market that's not in San Francisco, you can absolutely learn something from this podcast because I talk about real estate, how to buy, sell ideas, strategies, tips, tricks, stories from other people. So just take it with a grain of salt. But if you are looking to buy in San Francisco, then this podcast is probably super, super valuable to you. Okay, so I've done that little preface because I want to talk specifically today about San Francisco, and this probably translates to any other market. I want to talk about your real estate team. San Francisco real estate is fast. It moves quickly. There is, like I said, competitive, lots of demand, not a lot of supply, small. It's unique and special, and I'm here to talk about it. So first, I want to talk about why a real estate team is so important. You cannot, you as a buyer, I want to buy a house, let's do it. You have absolutely no idea where to start. You have no prior experience on how it works. You are super overwhelmed. You might ask your parents or your friends how it is to buy real estate, and they might tell you. You might think you know everything. You might watch shows like Selling Sunset, Million Dollar Listings, and think that you are, you know, an expert. But you don't know what you don't know. You need a team behind you. Now, I'm talking about a realtor and a lender. We'll get into that. You need a team behind you to represent you in your best interest, to negotiate for you, to educate you on that specific market, to guide you to success, to take your hand from beginning to end, to guide you through the transaction, make sure the transaction is smooth, okay? We do this, real estate professionals. I am a realtor, real estate professional. I work with buyers and sellers every single day. Every day I do deals. Every day I see what things sell for. Every day I negotiate. Every day. 
So do you really think that you as a buyer buying your first or second home know better than a real estate professional? Obviously not. So that's why you need one in your corner. And buyers that think they can walk into an open house and work with the agent that's working with the seller, and they think that that's going to give them some kind of advantage, it's not. I don't even want to talk about how it's unethical for the real estate agent to work with the seller and the buyer, super unethical. I want to talk about how it's not beneficial for you as the buyer because the real estate agent working with the seller, their number one priority is the seller. They were hired by the seller to get them the best price possible. And now if you work with them, they're still trying to get the seller the best price possible. They're not trying to get you the best price possible. They are not working in your best interest. They're probably working in their own best interest, honestly, and then the seller and then you. So don't do that. Get your own representation. Okay, who is on your real estate team? So first I'm going to talk about your real estate agent, your realtor, your real estate professional. This is the person that you meet that is going to be your representative in the market out there. Buyers and sellers don't talk to each other. The real estate agents talk to each other. So your real estate agent is your representative out there. This is like super basic. They're there to represent you. They're there to negotiate on your behalf. They're there to take your best interests, your goals, everything that you want, translate it. They're there to teach you and guide you about that specific market, the process, what you have to do, you know, introduce you to people, all that stuff. And then once you get into contract, make sure that everything goes smoothly. They're your professional in the market. You need one in your corner, absolutely hands down. And then we have your lender. Your lender is a person that's going to give you a mortgage. A mortgage is a loan to buy a house. Not all lenders are created equally. Now I'm going to talk about how you pick them. First, how you pick your real estate agent. I am a fan of three ways. There's three ways to really meet a real estate agent. You go to open houses and you meet the real estate agent in the house. If she seems knowledgeable, nice, then you get her contact information to ask if she works with buyers. She'll either say, yeah, I work with buyers, or she'll say, no, I don't work with buyers, but I have a colleague who does. Another way is getting referrals. Now, the person you get referrals from, you have to know them trust them. They must have bought a house in your market. You want to buy in San Francisco? You're not going to ask someone that bought in the East Bay, the North Bay, or the South Bay who they use, because fuck that. You need a local agent. We'll get to that. Just listen to me and trust me, okay? I'll tell you the reasoning behind this. But as a real estate professional that's been doing this for 10 years, that guides buyers to success, that is my own agent. I've bought houses. I think I know what I'm talking about. So what I say here is for your benefit. What I tell you here is for the benefit of buyers in San Francisco to have a leg up to, oh, this is what I have to do. Okay, this is not for you to fucking argue with me and think you know better. I'm going to tell you a story that I'm going through with some buyers right now later on, and you'll totally understand why I'm really passionate about this topic. 
Okay, so, and then the third way is social media. Social media is amazing. Like, hashtag San Francisco real estate, hashtag San Francisco realtor. Look at what comes up. Every single realtor does hashtags when they post. And if they don't have an Instagram or they don't post, they're not with the times. So anyways, those are three ways to meet realtors. And then you kind of have a list of who like, okay, this is, was a referral. They really liked her. Okay, I met this lady in an open house. She was great. Okay, I saw this person's social media. It looks great. You have a list and now you reach out. You reach out and you say, hey, my name is X. My name is whatever. I want to buy a house in San Francisco. First time home buyer. Would you, I mean, would you like to chat? They're going to respond and then you hop on a call. That call should be no longer than a half an hour. You're not asking them, how's the market? What have you seen? You're not, this is not, you're not asking them that. If you're already reaching out to them, you trust them as a real estate professional. You don't need to like interview them if they know. What you're looking out for, you're asking questions. And the questions that you're looking out for are, where do they work? Where do they live? Do they have a team? Who who will you be communicating with? Do they focus on buyers or sellers? How long have they been in real estate? Do they own? And you're listening for if they are in San Francisco only. If they have ever owned a house and been a buyer or seller themselves, do they actually walk the walk instead of just talking the talk? Do they focus on buyers and sellers? You're also listening to, do they show leadership? Are they stumbling on their words? Do you like their communication style? Do you generally like their vibe? Because this person is going to be in your life very intensely during this transaction, how many months, weeks it could take, and then in your real estate life long term. You might even become friends with them. Even if you even if you don't become friends with them, whatever you do or modeling in your house, thinking of selling, you're always going to ask their opinion. This is going to be your team member, okay? Long term. Leadership, authority, confidence, all that stuff. Okay. Then you're going to get then you're going to be honest with them. I'm talking to a few other realtors. I will get back to you within how many days? Stand by your word. Don't be a flake. Once you've made your decision, you will let the real estate agent know. You cannot be a flake. Whoever you choose to work with, that is who you are working with. You show commitment because your real estate agent, I give 110% to my clients, whatever they need, whatever they need. Super, I dig deep on finding out everything I need about the property, you know, answering them at all times, having in-depth meetings with them, guiding them, teaching them. I give 110% all of my commitment to them and I need that in return. So once you're ready to get have the com- to commit yourself to a realtor, they will commit to you. Don't be a flake. Don't be a little immature person that just ghosts or goes to an open house and says, oh, no, I'm not working with anybody. Oh, no, like talks to five other agents. No, be an adult. Once you pick one, once you go through this process, that's your agent, okay? You can always fire them later if it's not working out, but you pick one and you start with one. And this is the way you do it, the search, the initial phone call, and then the buyer meeting, and then you narrow it down. Okay. Now, I can't stress this enough. 
they must be in San Francisco if you want to buy in San Francisco. If you're looking to buy in San Francisco, but you may be thinking about Oakland too, then you guess what? You're going to have two real estate agents, okay? Because there's no way that a real estate agent that works and lives in Oakland will know all of the nuances and have her pulse on the market in San Francisco. It's a bridge away, okay, ladies? It's like a half an hour to an hour away. If she doesn't live here, work here every single day, see the market changing in a blink of an eye, she doesn't know shit. Everybody needs to stay in their lane and know their stuff. Okay, well, let me tell you why it's super important to have a local real estate agent, okay? Okay, they know the nuances of San Francisco and the San Francisco market. For example, San Francisco is known for having TICs, tenancy in commons, whereas anywhere else in the country doesn't. New York has co-ops. Other places don't. You need to know exactly what the fuck that is, how to read the agreement, everything. Another example is square footage discrepancies. Like the San Francisco Building Department has old records and they don't keep really good records of like square footage when things were built, when things were added and permits. So there's a lot of square footage discrepancies. Like I'm selling a house right now that on tax records, it's 725 square feet. But floor plan drawings show that it's 1,700 square feet. And an outside agent might not know how to navigate that or handle that or how big or small of a deal that is. Every single neighborhood in San Francisco is so different, unique. You need to know exactly what that house down the street sold for, how many days it was on the market, who was the agent there. Oh, I see that they're preparing that house to sell. Let me go over there. You need to know everything that's happening, the parks, the streets, the traffic. Oh, this is a main street. You need to know everything and things change at the blink of an eye. And not to mention relationships relationships among agents is so important. When I am working with a seller and I receive five offers, I look who their real estate agent is because they're real. If it's a good real estate agent, what I look for is does the real estate agent know what they're doing? Have they worked in this market a while? Do they have a track record of closing deals on time? Have I worked with them before? Do they have a reputation of being manipulative, mean, or easy to work with. Those three things are super important. When I see a real estate agent give me an offer of someone that I've never heard of, not living in San Francisco, I almost disregard it because she doesn't know what's happening. I give the other agents a chance, though, actually know their stuff and actually work here and actually can edu- I know that they educate their clients the proper way. I know that they do deals all the time here and they know what the nuances are. I know that they know what the market is. I know that they know how to negotiate. So those are just some reasons why it's super, 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 super important to have a local real estate agent. I'm not going to say it again. Okay. Not going to say it again. Like I was doing an open house this weekend at my house and some buyers walked in 
And I'm like, and after like, hi, how are you? Come in. This is the facts about the house. Who's your agent? Are you working with an agent? Yeah, she's in the East Bay. And in in and I was just like, thanks. Okay, take a look. In my head, I'm thinking, why the fuck are you working with someone in the East Bay when you're here in San Francisco looking for a house in San Francisco? You're not gonna win a house. When you hear stories of people, I've been looking for a year, or I've been looking for two years, I put 10 offers in. Maybe you should look at who their real estate agent is and who their lender is. Maybe that'll give you a little bit of a point. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this and you want to buy in San Francisco, just listen to me and get a San Francisco real estate agent, period, done, moving on. The next person on your real estate team is your lender. This person is going to be giving you a loan to buy a house. Now there's lenders that work in a bank that is like a Wells Fargo, Citibank, Chase, what have you. There's a broker that's like the middleman that chops around for the best loans for you. And when they find it, it's like it could be at Wells Fargo. They do the hunting for you. Wells Fargo underwrites and, and funds the loan. And then there's kind of a mixture of the two. Broker banker, where they kind of can get creative on best loans and then they underwrite it and they fund it in-house. Your lender must be local in San Francisco, period, moving on. For all of the same reasons that your realtor needs to be from San Francisco, the nuances of the property, do they know what a TIC is, square footage discrepancies, do they have, I mean, are they going to fight for you in the loan? Let me give you an example. I have a past client who is trying to refinance a building that he bought. Two-unit building, and they were not condos. They're TICs. If you live in San Francisco, you know what this is. A condo is individual or an ownership. One condo is 100%. The other one is 100%. You can have two owners. You have one owner, but they're two separate properties, property tax bills. A TIC, tenancy in common, is when there's one owner or could be multiple owners, but they own a percentage of the entire building. It's one property, one property tax bill. When this client of mine was trying to refinance with a lender that was not local, he was like from Southern California, they did not know what a TIC was. Therefore, they were asking him questions as if he was a lawyer. What's a TIC? Is, is it a condo? What what are the, the differences? I, I don't understand. Is How is it going to... I mean, come on. If your lender isn't in San Francisco and hasn't seen TICs every single day and done deals on TICs and knows how to answer those questions and can fight for you, then you don't want it. The Another example is a square footage discrepancy that is in the house that I'm selling right now. 725 on tax record, 1700 actual. My lender, my lender that I go to, I have two that I absolutely love in San Francisco. I talk to them and they're like, oh, that's no problem. We see that all the time because 90% of properties have a square footage discrepancy in San Francisco. But a lender somewhere else may not understand that. They may have an appraiser that says, no, by the, the square footage and the tax records is this. This is how I'm going to assess the value of the property. And then they come with a low appraisal 
and then the buyer can't get the loan. You need to have a local lender for that reason. Another reason is time frames and delays. San Francisco is a very fast market. You're competing with five other offers at least at all times. If the other offers working with a local reputable lender that can close in 21 days and you're working with an unknown that I've never heard of and you can close, they tell you 35 days, who the who do you think you're going to pick? Timeframes and delays will happen with someone that doesn't know the market. Not understanding and not and with the financing contingency, that's a very San Francisco thing, waiving the financing contingency. And if your lender doesn't understand that and doesn't make you comfortable with that, then please move on. And finally, the reputation of getting shit done is probably the most important. Like, I am working with a very successful, badass woman realtor on many projects, on many listings. And I know the inside of her brain. I'm the same as well. If if I have offers on my listing and the buyer is working with an agent, that a uh, lender that I know that I've done deals with before, that I know they fight for their clients, they know San Francisco, they work on time, they get shit done, I've talked to personally, I've recommended to my buyers, I'll go with that lender because I'm not going to take a chance on an unknown lender. Because they're absolutely 100% going to have delays. San Francisco lenders have delays. So what do you think an outside of San Francisco lender is going to do? Okay. That is my spiel. So the way you find a good lender is after you find a real estate agent. You find a real estate, or it could be before, but your real estate agent will give you recommendations. I give my buyers recommendations. Who to work with. I give them two, maybe three, but they're all people that I know and I've worked with before in San Francisco. And they talk to them and they pick the one that they like and the one with the best rates and the one that explains things the best, all that stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. But you can do your own work. Like if you have, if you bank somewhere, you can ask them what mortgages they offer. If you can speak to someone, if you have a, like Morgan Stanley does mortgages at, you know, there's a few people that do mortgages, but I would really, I mean, you're only going to use a San Francisco lender, San Francisco realtor, period, end of discussion. Okay. I want you to think about a couple of things. You're looking to buy in San Francisco. You are well aware that the market is crazy competitive, that things go for crazy above asking uh, because of competition. Competition is what drives the price up. You're aware that things do not come on the market very often. There's one cute home, not very often in a perfect neighborhood, so a lot of people want it. A lot of, a lot of demand, no supply. The listing agent working with the seller, is not going to take a chance on an unknown lender and an unknown realtor because she does not have confidence that they will close the transaction. She will probably take less of an offer, less money, with the confidence that knowing it's going to close. And then at you as a buyer, why would you not want to raise your chances for success by using a local lender and a local realtor? So now I'm going to tell you a story of something that is happening, happened to me, that inspired this very passionate 
podcast. So this weekend, Saturday, I was doing an open house at one of my listings. Very cute house in Bernal Heights. Just put it on the market Friday. So this was their first first open house on Saturday. Single family house in Bernal. Super cute. In walk these this couple, very nice couple. And after talking for a little while, they tell me they don't have a real estate agent. They just moved back to San Francisco from like for after two years away. They're not even from here. They're looking to buy. Will I work with them? Great. We have a Zoom meeting the next day, Sunday evening. And in that Zoom meeting, I'm telling them, you know, it's average. I'm lear- I want to get to know them, getting to know them both, where they're from, where they grew up, what they're looking for, what we mean, what brought them here, with why they want to buy a house, what's their situation. And then I'm telling them the process of buying a house in San Francisco. And I'm telling them the importance of getting a local lender. They're like, yeah, yeah, I totally understand. That makes perfect sense. And then I say, wonderful. So now going forward, I the way I work is I give 110% to my clients, full-on commitment. I'm there every step of the way. I'm very hands-on educating you to homeownership. I expect 100% commitment on my buyer's ends. If you ever don't want to work with me, you just let me know. I have an agreement to sign. And then, of course, they had, I mean, they had a question like, oh, well, what if we buy in the South Bay? That's fine. I'm your realtor in San Francisco. You cannot, you will not use another realtor behind my back if we're working together. Great, fine. I need a little bit of time to sign this. But before I sign this, can we ask you some questions on the house that we met you at? So they asked me questions, general questions. They did ask me specific questions like, what do I think about pricing? And I said, I will not talk about pricing with you until I am your realtor. But I will say that if you're looking to buy a house in San Francisco, you need to get a realtor and a lender that are local. And we talked about it. Yeah. Great. We finished the conversation. I feel good about it because they were very clear that they're not ready to sign. So I'm not even stressing. I've got other people. The next day, they come to the open house again on Monday. I was holding it open again on Monday. So they come to the open house again on Monday, and they're like, we're just super interested. Send us the disclosures. So I send them the disclosures. The disclosures are something that the seller prepares. When the seller is selling a property, they prepare like 200-page document about all the behind-the-scenes stuff about the property. A first-time buyer has no idea how to read it. It's overwhelming. So I can't, it's just hilarious to me that they're like, yeah, send me the disclosures. You don't want me to go over it with you. Just send it to you. I didn't even ask, do you want me to go over it with you? Because I'm not their agent yet. I just send them the disclosures. Okay. And I sent them a few comparable sales as well so they can get an idea about price. And then we talked again. Hey, I sent you two lenders. I sent them two lenders. Have you reached out? No, not yet. Offers are due Friday morning, by the way. This was Monday. Tuesday rolls around. Hey, text message. I have a couple questions about the square footage. I want to talk to a real estate attorney about the square footage. Great. Sure. Whatever. Have you spoken to a lender? No, not yet. Wednesday rolls around. Yesterday. Or today. No, yesterday they were like, I'm really interested in that property. I want to go ahead and put an offer in. And I said, great. Let's have a meeting tonight. 
Wednesday night to go over disclosures. Have you gotten pre-approved with a lender? No, but we did get pre-approved six months ago with a lender in Southern California. Is that a deal breaker? And in my head, I'm thinking, did we not have this conversation the first time, the second time, the third time we saw each other? Did we not? Didn't I tell you how important and why? And again, I said, I understand. What is the problem with just speaking with the lender? What is like, what, um, why exactly do you not want to speak with a lender? And they're like, well, it's a quick time frame, and I don't know if I feel comfortable. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I'm not going to be working with these clients because A, they don't want to give me a commitment, but they're asking me to do work for them. And B, they are not listening to my recommendation of working with a lender, even though I have the inside track with the seller and I'm telling them what they need to do and they're still fighting me on it. Like they've had since Sunday, today is Wednesday, to speak to a fucking lender that I told them to and they haven't. What the hell have they been doing? Okay. Um, yeah, and that's it. If And I, t- I told them today, I texted them early this morning. And I said, I understand your trepidation, but the bottom line is that the listing agent working with the seller is not going to take a chance on an unknown lender. That's it. I don't give a shit what they text back to me. Whatever they text back to me, I'm, thank you guys so much for thinking about me. And I wish you the best of luck, but I don't feel comfortable working with a lender that's out, that's not local. And I've told you this since Sunday and you haven't listened to me, but I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. Okay. So there you have it, ladies. That is my knowledge that I'm passing on to you today. When you're ready to buy a house in San Francisco, use a local lender and a real estate agent. Okay. And that happens first before anything else. And then the rest happens, searching for property, all that stuff. I hope that you've learned something and been inspired and motivated because that's actually what I'm here for. So I hope you all have a great day. I'm here if you want to ask me any questions or if you are ready to buy in San Francisco, or if you need a recommendation of a great realtor or lender or anything. So All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.